Welcome back to the Gang of Ten Podcast, Episode 2, where we reconnect with old friends and create new champions. On today's episode, we sit down with one of the elders of the league, Joel Kolb. Before he was organizing Mass, him and his friend Peter were organizing a way to take their friend's money. But today, days away from the new year, we reflect on the past and predict the future as we roll in the championship weekend. A special thank you to the three people that are listening out there. Sit back, relax, grab a LaCroix and a handful of Eucharist, and enjoy. Merry Christmas. Today, I'm truly blessed to be sitting down with one of the founding fathers of the Gang of Ten, the number one seed heading in this year's playoffs, and a great friend of mine. Welcome to the podcast, Joe Cole, how you doing? Uh, doing well today. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm back in West Bend for a couple, couple of weeks over the next four weeks total. And I got to say, I'm feeling a bit rebellious today, actually, Brandon. Oh, really? Yeah. So uh, I don't know how many people in the league clean their ears, but uh, I used a Q-tip in my ear today. And you're specifically not supposed to do that. If you look at the package. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Clean your keyboards put on some makeup. There's been lawsuits. So I, I felt pretty BA cleaning out my ears with a Q-tip today. And then the other thing too, my family and I, we played tennis at Pleasant Valley, mm-hmm. Jake's uh, old stomping grounds. Right. And I think we set a new trend. We played a tie break at 5-5 because we were running out of time. Oh, wow. And But we decided to just end the game in a tie. 5-5 five, five in the tie break so um interesting yeah interesting choice by mr kolb my dad uh he was worried we were gonna get charged an extra hour you know because it was mm. about a minute over an hour right and you can't have that so yeah we went to tie break and uh we still descended in a tie so that sounds like something chevy would do to save a dollar it it, it does and it hurt but uh my mom said she was good with the tie, so I guess that's all the justification that my dad needed to make that decision. Wow, and I, I so I guess the Cobes are playing it safe, Rowan, in 2020, yeah. even though you're cleaning <laughs> your ears. Yeah, playing it safe. Um, maybe not in the same way that other people have this year, but my dad, he doesn't like taking risks when it comes to his finances. Right, I think we all can appreciate that. Uh, so yeah, thanks thanks for joining the podcast. Uh, we had so many rave reviews last week. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how you match up against uh, Chevy's um, beautiful conversation. But before we get into this year, I- I'd love to take a walk down memory lane for a second. Take me back to 2008. Mm. The economy's crashed. Obama is president. Obama 08. D-Rowe is drafted first overall by the Bulls. Michael Phelps wins a record-breaking eight gold medals in Beijing. And speaking of gold medals... Peter Mueller takes home the championship in the inaugural season of the Gang of Ten. What kind of emotions and feelings come up when hearing that? Yeah, I mean, especially compared to this year, it seems 
seems like a different world. Uh, you know, they weren't really too worried about masks or social distancing. And yeah, so that's not to say we didn't have social distancers back then. It, we just called it uh, people were socially awkward and they like sitting in their basement playing video right. games. Um, they're called incels now, involuntary celibates. But uh, yeah, so a lot of strange emotions. I've heard Pimu is still dating one of the Coleman sisters. They live over in, uh, I think they live in Minnesota. So really? it's kind of, I'd be curious to do a where are they now. Um, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of mixed emotions. And it really seems like uh, one of the ways that Peter Miller is still kind of sticking it to Chevy, at least I know they didn't have the best relationship, right. but he can lay claim to the uh, inaugural champion of this league. So yeah, there's it's a lot to take in. That's really a lot, Brandon. You're asking a lot of me right here. Yeah, and I appreciate you you giving it a try, but I wonder how long Chevy's going to go with having zero championships and Peter Mueller having a championship. That has to eat at him a bit. Yeah, that's that's a black stain similar to the kind that Jack Sparrow has in uh, you know, the Pirates of the Caribbean, right, series. So Chevy just you got to step it up and um if your girlfriend is listening, you know, she might want to plug her ears because this you know dating a loser like that yeah we'll just yeah it's we'll just leave it there yeah we'll leave it at that and um something Brittany could also attest to is dating Shomer so I think it that might be right. a constant in the league yep and uh Brittany if they're if you're listening I'd love to meet you someday one of these days <laughs> and so in 2008 also in second place we find Andy's dandies uh, Andrew was fighting for a championship back when he was 11 years old and still fighting for his first championship today. Uh, this year, taking both of us out of the playoffs. So Taco has yet to find that gold medal. Um, after watching his older brother take home prom king, seducing gaggles of women with his swinging upper body on the dance floor, and taking home a pair of championships, it begs the question, is Peter's shadow just too big for Taco to break free? Yeah, and with Taco especially, here's something I learned actually a couple weeks ago. At the seminary, there's a number of native Spanish speakers, and we got some authentic Mexican tacos, and I had them al pastor. Mm. Have you had it, al pastor tacos? Si, si. Yeah. Delicious. Muy bien. Muy bien. And if, what I learned is if you are eating tacos with lettuce and tomato, you're wrong. That's what I've heard. That's not actual tacos. You'll get made fun of. You ask for it in Mexico. You're going to get made fun of, and you're probably going to get Montezuma's Revenge. Right. Right. They don't have as high of cleaning standards. So, yeah, Andy, um, you know, God bless him. He got really good at golf this summer. Yeah, And uh, speaking of shadows and scepters, though, the scepter of his job finally starting after being hired six months ago. That must right. be kind of weighing on him. So, yeah, I, uh, I'm i glad you brought that up. I'll add him to my prayers in the morning, and hopefully he can kind of come into his own because well, I'm glad Peter's not my older brother. I just got to say that. I'm not sure right. he'll be able to handle it. So Yeah, I think we can all agree with that. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting. I wonder what's going to happen first, a, a taco championship or him starting his job. So I guess that we'll find Ooh. out this weekend. Oh, yeah, we will. We will. And in, in stark contrast to Taco, uh, in 2008, a team named Muskego's Crazy Steelers fan took home third place. 
Uh, fast forward a decade, and that same man consistently finds himself at the bottom of the standings. Is he getting bad advice from Uncle Dude, or what's what's Alex's problem? So, I'm not going to speak to things that I don't know for sure, but right. um, he performed well. I think he won his friend's fantasy league that he co-managed. Yeah, his roommate Michael, he won. Okay. He helped him out. He won his fantasy league. So, uh, I I don't know. I it's not motivation. Um, it, it's tough to say. Uh, I think maybe if you move back to Wisconsin, mm, too many distractions. There's in a Chicago, lot of distractions maybe. down in Chicago. There's a lot of really good wings, and from what I've heard, good craft breweries. So yeah, that. Uh, the more so the more you eat and i'm not saying like if i lived in an area like that i probably would eat more because the food is tastier right but the more you eat the more blood goes to your stomach mm. and there's less blood in your brain and so your uh your thinking processes are slowed down so right maybe just lay off the wings yeah and i have i have personal experience in this um realm and Back when I was on the wings, I finished dead last in fantasy uh, when my team name was Shomir Ditka. Um, and seemingly since then, every year I've gotten better to the point where I'm, I'm constantly in that championship race. So oh, yeah. uh, I can definitely see where wings could come into play here. Uh, so so I, I agree with that. Yeah, and to kind of put a wrap on that, I know Alec makes a good amount of money. Um, works. I know he used to work for hedge funds, Boku Bucks down there. And uh, if nothing else, he could probably find a good fantasy sports psychologist. So right, yeah, right. Um, we want we want you to get help. We're here if, here if you need us. Yep. <clears throat> um, and then just to wrap up two thousand eight. Um, can you remember any team names from that year? Ooh. <clears throat> was there? Uh, I believe Kristoff was in the league in two thousand eight, or is that? 2009. I, I believe that's 2010, which 2010. we'll talk about in a, a second. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm kind of blanking on team names, so okay, yeah, so, go for it. Yeah, so there was just a, a couple oh, staples. Pistol, Pete's yep. Pistols, Kevin's Killers. Pete's Pistols, Kevin's which, Killers. Kevin's Killers, yeah, we understand. Probably a justified killing, probably self-defense. Yeah. So that's the most charitable way to read that, but... Innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, it, it, but yeah, a bit, a bit confusing. Right. For a CEO, but yeah. Yeah, which I guess it's not a surprise that team doesn't exist anymore. Right. Like it's, yeah. When, yep. it, it, times like this, you don't want to be too risky, as the Colbs know firsthand. Right. Um, there was other team names like the Minty Pickles. Oh, yes, the Minty Pickles. I'm not sure who that was. That So that was me. And oh. Yeah, it was a tribute to the Backyard Sports Series. That, oh, okay. The Minty One Pickles, of the greatest. Great series. Actually, one of the consistent contenders that you would play against in the playoffs. Okay. So the minty pickles, uh, the mm, the hot uh, hot llamas. I can't remember exactly, but there's watermelon head, melon heads, melon heads. Yeah. So these teams, they would always be making the playoffs, and especially mm. in soccer, their speed was unlike anything you would see. Right. And granted, you're playing in America, presumably. And, uh, yeah, it really just seemed like, for some reason, once you hit the playoffs, wow, I'm playing South American soccer teams, and they 
have much darker skin and they run way faster. Right, like so, a Pablo Sanchez or a Justin Theriault on the field kind of thing. That is, yeah, perfect analogy, yeah. Um, yeah, so back, going far, this far back, uh, I couldn't really see the owners, but there's other names as in who you thought we were. Um, that's going to be Andrew, Andrew Cole. Oh, really? Yep, uh, that's a tribute to Danny Reed. Right, of right, course, right. Of mm-hmm. Uh, and then also, Title Town USA, boom, he took it. Boom, Title Town, boom. Title Town, Title Town USA, USA. Boom. boom, he took it. All one word is boom, he took it. Now, I don't, uh, I'm going to go out on a limb. I, I'm pretty sure that was Jacob Miller, though, the Jackson boy. There was also Jake's joke, which that <laughs> might be <laughs> Jacob Miller. Ooh, that's a good. That's... Maybe Austin? It's tough. Austin has, some, he's had some tricky team names. Right. So. so some people stay very consistent with their names, obviously, right. but people like Austin um, really like to change it up year to year, keeps it fresh, keeps it exciting. Yeah, and I, kudos to him. I have been intending to change my team name for 16 weeks now, and it just hasn't happened. Right, right. You're busy. Well, that people can always play that card. I, I'll own up to that. Okay. Um, the, my favorite name uh, of that year was Team... Steve Jacket, which in comparison, looking at his team name this year, the Jacket Football Team. Right. Um, I, I don't know what to say. I guess he, I hope he's better with numbers than he is with his creative writing. And the, the the thing is, you want for everyone as they grow older to really grow as a person, and you just don't see that much growth there. No. So, you know what, Steve? And granted, we have been out of touch for a while, but. Uh, I'm just going to assume that, that, uh, that's an unfair conclusion. So, um, I hope you're doing well, but yeah, you can do better. Right. And I'm assuming there's layers and layers and layers upon that name that we just maybe don't quite understand yet. Right. And so now we get into the discussion, is that better or worse than the Washington football team? Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's, that's a tough, that's a tough one. I'll let, uh, I'll let the viewers decide. So, um, in the comment section, please vote who has a better football team, Steven Jackwatt or uh, the Washington football team? Let us know your thoughts. And if um, Steve is voted the most disrespectful fantasy team name, we will force him to to get a little creative with it for a change. Yep. YouTube has their algorithms. We have our algorithms. So right. you've been put on notice. You heard it here first, Steve. Uh, and then the next year, 2009, Kevin's Killers wins the championship, which we, we talked about, Kevin, already. Mm-hmm. But then the very next year, take me to 2010, your one and only championship year. Uh, do you remember anything anything memorable from that year? I remember it was a great year, and the Packers won the Super Bowl. Mm. We were seniors in high school. Fantasy teams coming together. Sheep's head at the top of my game. I remember thinking it doesn't really get too much better than this. And, uh, yeah, I think I remember a distinct moment when I took a picture. I was wearing a tie-dye shirt, of course, and I took a picture with Austin Schomer, Ian Givens. Uh, I think it was possibly Jesse Schwartz, Mrs. Fackelman. It was with the Albert Einstein cutout. It was one of my three ever Facebook profile pictures. Right. So... Yeah, you kind of look back and wow, it's uh, it's yeah, talk about memory lane. I think we've finally arrived. Yeah, so it seems like in your word, not in your words, maybe in my words, that you 
peaked in 2010. And, and some people are saying that you went to the seminary to find a way to get back to, to 2010 lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, I didn't, I didn't say that. Yeah, specifically. No, I wouldn't impute that on you. Um, but a couple details from that year, you defeated Andy's Dandies, 97-87. You guys mm. seem to have a, a mm. long history. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that was the first year of Lynn's Hit Sticks, our friend Christoph, oh, was yeah. in the league. And your team was taken, took the championship behind Chris Johnson, Arian Foster, Greg Jennings, Mike Wallace. And do you remember your quarterback? Yes, I do, actually. Started Tim Tebow. Fellow holy man Tim Tebow. Yeah. <laughs> only owned by 30% of the league that year. Right, and he scored, I think it was about 20 or 22 points that game. Wow, and that was a lot of points back then. That was a lot of points back then. Uh, it was before the league became even more pass-happy. Right. I remember going out on a limb starting him. My quarterback play was really poor. But uh, we watched some of the game on Monday Night Football at a hotel in Chicago, Illinois. Wow. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of things coming together for that. So, Tim Tebow, again, I'm not sure what he's up to now. But uh you know, he's he so the, the shame is he's a winner. Um he defeated the Steelers in the playoffs. I think we all remember that. Right. And uh but I guess that's not a, good enough for some people. Yeah, he's definitely a winner and now a baseball player on the mm-hmm. Mets, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um and also uh, a preacher on YouTube. Oh, okay. so I was curious of when you start giving mass, will you look to Tim to to give you some pointers? Yeah, uh, I think Tim can teach me a lot about presence and mainly it calls me to want to hit the gym more. People, right. uh, he he has that stage presence that I'll be honest, I don't have right now. Uh, I listen to my voice. I'll probably listen to my voice on this podcast. It's just got that. It's slightly more nasally than I hear it. Than a Tebow. Yeah, and and uh, you know, got some thinning hair. It's like, what do I have to offer? And I think I have a lot of good things to say. But um, as in a seminary, we're taught to be bridges to Christ and His Church. And uh, you know, if I'm up there with uh, twig arms, like people are gonna probably think I have uh, a weak soul too and right you can't hold up that bridge right I can't hold up that bridge so uh Tim Tebow yeah he's got great presence and um his theology you know I'll be honest I haven't listened to him it's gonna be different uh there's gonna be some disagreements between me and him but I know he's a great public speaker so I commend him right and I don't, I don't know if you can already agree that you had disagreements before you listened to him so maybe I think you need to go in with an open mind well Okay, you know, that's a good principle, uh, and yeah, you may be right, but I'm pretty sure I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and speaking of Tim Tebow being the bridge to a championship team, what was more meaningful, winning the championship in 2010 or watching Florida perform at the 2013 National Championship game? Yeah, again, you're you're asking all the right questions this morning, uh, this afternoon rather, and Flo Rida, he he also does not lack confidence. He sang one of the same songs only five songs later after his initial song. And it's, you know, I got I know you have other material. You're in your home state, Florida, Flo Rida. Like, I get it. But 
you know, we were chasing some dog around the beach about a mile away, but we could hear it clear as day. And I said, you know, I'm no, I'm no flow rider guy, but this is the exact same song. And, uh, not to mention some of the songs he didn't even, he didn't even sing. It was his voice recorded. So, um, no disrespect to Florida, and uh, I'm not sure if you're listening out there, but sorry, it's got to be it's got to be the fantasy win. Wow, and and that just sounds like the the definition of if it if it ain't broke, don't fix don't it. Don't fix it. Yeah, keep right. singing that song. Yeah, it gets and, the people going. And and that's the thing. So I just I finished up a course in formal <clears throat> logic this semester. So learn about different sorts of fallacies, and all the fallacy is is. If someone tries to employ it to convince you of something and you identify as a fallacy, you know that it's an incorrect conclusion that they're stating and therefore you should continue the discussion until you have firmer ground to stand on. And uh, I think Florida, he's pretty ignorant to um, just improper analogies. It's like, yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But I'm sorry, don't don't use that logic at a music concert. Right. Yeah, so if... Uh, yeah, if you need help with that, you can get my number from uh, Brandon later in Florida. Oh, strong words. I, I For his sake, I hope Florida's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was that was a stroll down memory lane with uh, Jay Moo, um, Tim Tebow, and even Colin Adamo, I think, still owes Peter money. But um, moving forward to 2020, end of the regular season, Cold-blooded sat at top of the standings of the 9-4 and record, highest points four. Uh, what's the reason for this newfound success? Looking like 2010 days, um, on the last podcast, I speculated uh, some possible collusion with the, the King of King, the Lord of Lords. Right. Uh, what is your secret to this year? The secret? It's, uh, it's actually one of the secrets of the spiritual life, and it's detachment from the world. Yeah, so it's something that I work on almost daily, and it uh, it's been crazy. It seems like the less that I care about fantasy football, like the better that I get. But as soon as you start doing good, then you start caring more. So it's uh, it's been an interesting pedagogy of fantasy football, and um, yeah, I think the secret is just I'm trusting my gut a lot more. And last week I didn't trusted the ranks and look where mm-hmm. that got me close loss to taco when before i'll be honest i was just looking at it and okay this is their matchup go with it five minutes it wasn't mm-hmm. until the past couple of weeks that i started giving a bit more mind to it and right that's what happens yeah and that's f- funny you brought that up um I-, I was looking into the statistics of your matchup with uh, taco in that semifinal match and speaking of your detachment from um, the outside world, you made seven waiver wire transaction all year, mm-hmm. where Andy's Dandies made fifty nine. Right. So I was gonna ask you if if that activity, that lack of activity, was a product of a perfect draft, if it was that faith in mm-hmm. your new team, right. like you mentioned, right. or maybe something more similar to. Uh, your version of Steve Skittle Swagger when he would kind of slowly strut around the table. Yeah, I think there's definitely there's a faith component. Faith is belief in things not seen. And there's also, as a manager, I realize, you know, these guys, they have the talent. They just need to gel. 
and I think that after the first couple of weeks, they had a lot of really good chemistry. So I, I shouldn't have messed it up. You know, Kyler Murray, yes, he probably had a shoulder injury that they weren't reporting. But you know what? He's played with Dalvin Cook and Allen Robinson and Gronk all year. So that was really on me for not recognizing that chemistry that they had. And right. regardless of whether or not they know knew the chemistry was there, you know, I, I just I look at the results and yeah, so so faith, but also it ended up just being uh, a lot more of of a feeling type thing. It's more maybe like a supernatural intuition, right? Yeah, yeah, and you can't learn that. Yeah, it's it's tough to learn. It's a grace, so that by definition is a gift. So, yeah, it's tough to say, but it, I, it's going to be in that ballpark, right? And uh, you were given a first round buy. Uh, where you scored a, a week high, 130 points mm-hmm. uh, against no opponent when right. Andy's Dandies posted the second lowest score of the week. Uh, luckily for him, he was playing the powerhouse Bridge Crackers, who posted the worst score. So he beat me 69-56. Mm. Yeah, I did I did see that. Um, so really seemingly it was a, an easy matchup for right. you going into that. So it was unfortunate. But uh, in the end, the Steiner duo had the last laugh by beating you by three points ending your historic season in its tracks. Uh, so the real question is, what was harder, losing that first game after putting up a huge week in your bye or shotgunning a Pamplemousse LaCroix up north? Ooh. Yeah, so th- this is a great question because it's uh, what what sort of sensory – because right now we're talking about the senses, like what sort of stimulus was harder to take? You have one very immediate, proximate, bad. Pamplemousse, again, why are we using that word? Uh, That's the real question. Yeah, there's not that much of a French influence, right? You know, south of Fond du Lac, so uh, I don't I don't understand. Um, it, was, it was disgusting, and it's something that I continue to share with people um and then uh, but on the other hand you have a lot of build-up for an eventual letdown so uh i think i'm gonna have to go the, the loss was tougher because mm-hmm. um much like the south in the civil war you start to have success you have uh an increase in your faith and you're like maybe god i don't know mm-hmm. i don't know mm-hmm. maybe he's on my side i don't know Right. And the next thing you know, you know, so putting out your trust in princes, that's what I learned. Um, mm-hmm. Don't go looking for justice in fantasy football. And I've said that for years because uh, Andy, he didn't deserve to win last week. No. And next thing you know, he's on the cusp of winning the championship in an illustrious league. Right. So, yeah, I think the loss last week was tough. Uh, my dad was even rooting for me. It was, the wow. first, it was the first time in, what is this, maybe 12 or 13 years this league's been going on that uh, he's shown any interest in my fantasy football. So I kind of explained to him why oh, quarterbacks man. only get four points for yeah. a touchdown and why other people get six. And, uh, yeah, he was really receptive, so my family was starting to come around me. So it, uh, it, it helped having the support system, but also that's also just more eyes to – Right. More heartbreak. More heartbreak. Yeah. And uh, speaking of heartbreak and heartache, which, you know, follows the break, um, my understanding of physical therapy is they work a lot with muscles and getting them back to where they should be. 
and the heart is the hardest working muscle. So Justin, this is a cry for help. Send me a YouTube video link, like send me some articles, publications, studies, like, I don't know, as a physical therapist, you work with muscles all the time. The heart is the hardest working muscle. I have a heartache. Help me out, please. Yeah. You you can go to him for advice, but after this year, I think he might have to work on his own heart uh, for a while. After finishing second over and over and over, a tale as long as time, he finds himself at tenth place in, in the standings. Uh, that can't that can't feel good in a brand new house. No, no, and tenth place. I mean, we don't need to readdress the whole wing discussion, but that's that's where the scraps of the table kind of get thrown and uh yeah justin we want you back up here um right we miss you we miss you and on that same token i know uh you know pete's sister she could probably help him out you know my understanding is she's a physical therapist and uh if not if that is not the case <laughs> you can wait five years and my sister emily will be getting her degree in physical therapy so she can help you out so i don't know i don't know if uh you and olivia can make it um that long with such a grave issue unaddressed but ultimately there are support mechanisms right it is he has to be on his last leg after only beating alec and peeping chom so his <laughs> It's more than his heart that has to be hurt and, and the peep- his dignity. And- the peeping Shams, I mean, I know I voted for him as worst team in the league. I think we all did. And a lot of people did, and he says, you guys do it every year. My team is bad. It's sorry, you know. You're 2-11. and 11. Uh, You can't get much worse than that. And ultimately, the best friends are the ones that tell you the hard truths and not just blow smoke up your you-know-what. So there, it looks like there's a lot of people in our league that are desperate for help. Um, and yeah. all we do is just want to give it to them. That's all we, yep. And everybody's got my phone number, so uh, yeah, please. He'll pray for you. Yeah, I will. And lastly, um, I know it's tough, but what is your championship prediction? We have two sure. owners who have yet to change their team name since entering the league. Number four, Andy's Dandies versus number six, Rookie of the Year. Jake seems to be the kicker whisperer, once again having the number one boot in the league, leading him to the championship game with Patty Mahomes and Aaron Jones having all-star years. The rookies look prime for another championship. But as you personally know, Joel, the Andy's Dandies are a dangerous team that can surprise you. So what is going to happen this weekend? Yeah, it, it's tough to say. We got uh, some interesting matchups here. So, um, yeah, Patrick. Patrick Mahomes, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger, he's just, you know, he throws a lot of picks, and, you know, he's tough, we get it, but that that's going to be a pretty clear match of advantage. But, right. uh, yeah, I think when push comes to shove, I'm going to have to go with Rookie of the Year, and, you know, it pains me to say it, but, uh, Andy, I think you're going to be left with... Uh, really a cheesy gordita crunch as your only consolation this year um and if i might add that's the best taco bell item on the menu and that's the best and you know what it's good something yeah it's something but it's not it's not a championship it's not uh it's not a image of a very shiny two-dimensional 
trophy popping up on your screen and in your inbox. Right. So, the NFL street cover. NFL street cover. And then um, just quickly, uh, I know it's not a championship game and you don't want to dwell on it too long, but you're going for third place against Petey's Pistols. You're projected to win 107-94. to 94. Um, What are your thoughts on this game? You taking it home pretty easily? Yeah, I don't, I don't want to jump to conclusions, but in Pete's Pistols, admittedly, he kind of got the short end of the stick last week. I didn't analyze the matchup too much, but I do know his starting quarterback got injured. So uh, I believe he played Derek Carr, um, mm. who had sustained an injury. So, I mean, Cam, more heartache, more heartache. Yeah, more heartache. Cam Newton, I don't know. The, the thing that worries me is Derek Henry coming up against uh, easy Green uh-huh. Bay run defense. We saw what Dalvin Cook did to Green Bay a number right. of weeks ago. So, uh, But, you know, at the end of the day, if if I'm not going to have confidence in myself, like, how can I expect anybody else to? Right. So I'm exactly. going to say... I'm going to say this is going to be about a 10-point win for me. And uh, Pete, you know, you can pay me on Venmo. Right, right. Um, and speaking of Derrick Henry, I earlier this season I threw the kitchen sink at Pete trying to get Derrick from his squad because I knew that matchup in the playoffs were just looking, looking good. Mm. But, of course, Peter was stubborn. Um, just like he is on the league rules, as uh, I think Shomer and um, Daddy's Daycare can attest to. Uh, do you have any uh, any comments on um, the league going forward and the future of the league? Yeah, I first of all, I'd like to commend him for about a, we'll just say about a decade run of well-kept-up emails and engagement with the league, but it just kind of seems like it's tapered off. At the end of the season, no more Sunday emails. I know that was a good part of my Sunday and uh, right. definitely added to the specialness of that day of the week. So um, I think the league will be around for a while. I think it might be one of the few institutions that comes out of this crazy year. But uh, we just – it's a call to action. We can't sit on our laurels and just right. expect – to be a good league just because we've always been a good league. So, um, you know, I like the I like the discussion. I think the fractional scoring, I was, you know, I voted against it, I'll be honest. But, uh, yeah, I think it makes more sense. Yeah. And, um, you know, get credit for what your guys did, good or bad. So mm-hmm. I, I think the, the future of the league looks strong, but um, we're not going to attract any additional CEOs to the league if we – continue to think that uh we can just be good by continuing with the status quo right right and um let's just hope that you guys receive this podcast in the first place because peter might be busy and um you might not be receiving emails anymore um so that's about it thank you so much for sitting down with me this afternoon uh is there anything that you would like to leave with the gang of 10 yeah thanks for asking so there's two things i'd like to add um, there's this uh, sharper image. So they used to make, uh, they probably still do some noise-canceling headphones. They were kind of out ahead of Beats by Dre, a lot of Bose even. They, they've fallen off a bit, but, uh, you know, you buy something five years ago, you still got the magazine around Christmas. I was paging through it, and some, well, the first thing that caught my eye, it's, uh, it's a floaty that you use in your pool, but it, it has a motor on it. 
Whoa. Whoa, a motor, and it's got two joysticks, so you can kind of tool around and go where you want in the pool. So that's a suggestion, you know, for at this point, I don't know, maybe a birthday gift, Peter. I know it's a bit too late for Christmas, but right. that would be a lot of fun to go to your parents' house. And, uh, you know, I know because Lynn, she's a nanny uh, over the summer, and she brought some of her kids over to the Steiner house, uh-huh. the big Steiner house, for some pool fun. So it's totally unnecessary, but that doesn't stop people these days. Right, and I, I would just um, throw caution a bit of letting Chevy over. We've seen his history with the Steiner Motorsports, oh, um, yeah. and you've experienced personal um, heartache with drumsticks as well. Drumsticks. We're we're looking at a chair right now in the basement that was broken a decade ago by Andrew Chevalier. Um, yeah, it's crazy because you think the guy that works for an insurance company. Really, he's the boots on the ground, you know, right? Mr. Steiner, top-level stuff. So you think you'd have more empathy for people that have a legitimate claim to a damage, and they right. would want restoration. So, yeah, just be better about that, Chevy, and um, we're your friends. But, you know, if it helps to view us as customers in order for, us to treat, for you to treat us better, mm-hmm. you know, that can work. Uh, and then the let – so the, the thing about it, too, so I, so I bought a, a very nice fridge – Right. And it holds about uh, six bottles. You flip the switch, it turns into a heater up to 135 degrees. So it can warm food. And um, how fast? It's uh, how fast is that? I think it's just a matter of maybe 10 or 15 minutes. It's pretty quick. Dang. But, uh, you know, I wanted to support Shomer Crate and Barrel, but all they have is big wine fridges. I mean, Mm. come on. Mm. Who do you think we are, Shomer? Not everybody can afford that stuff. So. Right. Sharper image is going to get the nod from me going forward. And then lastly, I'm driving back actually uh, from St. Mary's a couple days ago. And My alma mater. Yeah, alma mater. It's still going strong. Father Nathan, beautiful job on the interior there well, a couple The school years shut ago. down. School but... shut down, which was a shame. Yeah, damn shame. It was the oldest running Catholic school in the state up until it shut down. And some say that I was the only reason that place was still running when I was... Well, you provided there. The, you provided the heart and the hustle, mm-hmm. and uh, God, of course, provided the soul of that institution. But uh, right. so it's a shame about that. So I'm driving back on Main Street, and I look to my left. What do I see? A third of Mutual Mall is just gone. It's no. getting yeah. It's getting knocked down, and uh, I didn't know this until a couple of days ago. But Mutual Mall, that's where West Bend Mutual started. Right. So my question is, what's the point of having the CEO of the most prestigious northernmost southeastern Wisconsin regional insurance company hmm. if he's not even going to let us know, hey, this institution, this place that holds memories to you, say your prayers, get ready for it to be gone. And a heads up would have been nice. I mean, I got my yellow belt there. Um, I remember dropping off uh, one of the Hoyers for the dance and tumbling troop practice. And to be honest, I'm sure there's a lot of there's a lot of bad people around the city that probably use the building for illicit activity that are going to be pretty disappointed. It was an ugly right. building mm-hmm. and uh, not very well lit. So, you know, they're probably that's one less place for them to kind of hang mm-hmm. out. So um, this is the season. I think we're called outside of ourselves this, in the Christmas season. I just wanted to send a friendly reminder to Mr. Steiner and his sons. Um, you know, the season and West Bend Mutual, yes, you are in charge. We like we get it, we know, 
but it, it's not just about you and please right. in the future big things just just let us know I'm, yeah i'm begging you and, maybe, and maybe maybe a short reflection from mr steiner about what uh the destruction of that building meant to him would be would be nice yeah and it, it seems just like this year has been full of of heartbreak heartache and a lot of steiner disappointment so to hope in 2021 just a better all-around year um but thank you so much that is future father joel kolb co-founder of the gang of 10 congratulations on a great year thank you and god bless